0: Welcome to Gear Up with Gear Experts, episode 30, Respirator 101. Gear Up with Gear Experts is a bi-weekly show hosted by me, John Medina, and my colleague Alex Giddings. The show is for at-height workers, industry, and construction, and is brought to you and produced by GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply. It's been a little longer than normal between episodes, but don't worry, we're not going anywhere. You've probably already noticed that the audio quality of this episode may not be the absolute best, That's because Alex and I are both recording this remotely, and we don't quite have the studio-level equipment that we normally use. But, we're going to do our best to make sure it sounds as good as possible and offer you the best information possible as well. This episode's theme is respirators. Due to the recent COVID-19 pandemic, we've seen a lot of different messaging regarding respirators, specifically N95 respirators. And, unfortunately, not all of that information has been correct or accurate. So Alex and I decided that one way that we could help would be to talk about respirators, what the designations and certifications actually mean, what they will protect you from, how to choose the right one, how to make sure they fit correctly so that they work correctly, and what standards are used when certifying them. So without further ado, let's get started. Alex, are you ready? I sure am, let's go. All right, so let's start with a broader look at choosing a respirator. What's the first step when starting to look for a respirator?
1: So the biggest thing is it's really important to know what hazards you're going to be facing when you're looking for a respirator. Not all respirators are created equal and each type has certain hazards that it's better suited to handle. The first step is to identify what the hazard form will be. This means will they be particulates, gas or vapors, or potentially both. You also need to know what hazards you will encounter. Some common hazards are particulates like silica, hazardous dust, fibers, or bodily fluids like spit or blood, well fume like stainless steel or galvanized, lead, asbestos or mold, bleach or ammonia which are common in general cleaning products, pesticides and insecticides, solvents like water-based latex, or chemicals like sulfur dioxide, chlorine, and ammonium. Once you figure out the hazard that you're needing to protect yourself from, the next step is to assess the situation. John, do you want to talk a little bit more about that?
0: Sure, Alex. Once you know what potential hazards you will encounter and what form they would be in, like particulates, like spit, or gas vapor, or potentially both, then you need to determine whether respirators are needed, and if so, what kind of respirator you need. The job site, or any area that you're going to be in should be assessed for exposure to harmful substances. These results are most commonly measured in PPM, which stands for parts per million, or MG slash M3, which is milligrams per cubic meter of air, OSHA's Respiratory Protection Standard 29 CFR 1910.134 outlines the requirements for respiratory protection on the job site, which is also important to reference if you're just trying to protect yourself from something like an illness that can be transferred by human spit. When working with job site situations, as a rule of thumb, if the measurements are hard to read or you're right on the cusp of needing respiratory protection, then it's probably best to just go ahead and use it. So once you've determined that you need a respirator, the next step is to figure out what kind of respirator you're actually going to need. Alex, can you elaborate on that process a bit?
1: Definitely, John. So there are three main styles of respirators available. Disposable, half mask, and full mask. Disposable respirators are the most basic form and provide short-term protection for certain types of hazards. Keep in mind that disposable respirators may not be suitable for all hazards that you may encounter. It's also important to keep in mind that disposable respirators should not be reused. Disposable is in the name for a reason. Once they have been used for a day or become moist, they are no longer effective at protecting you from what they're actually filtering while you're breathing. Half-mask and full-face respirators are generally reusable unless damaged in some way during use, and they also provide higher levels of protection. They typically provide the added convenience of offering the ability to switch out filters based on specific needs. Once you made the decision for the style of respirator, the next step is to look at the filter options and determine which one is best suited to keep you safe. After I covered all that, John, do you want to kind of break down the different filter options?
0: Sure, Alex. So the filter portion of the respirator is what actually removes the hazards from the air. Disposable respirators come with filters built in, but most half and full face respirators have filters that can be swapped out, like you mentioned, Alex. You've probably seen someone refer to N95 or P100 respirators. The letter and the number are class ratings that state the filtration capabilities of the respirator. Filters can have one of three letter class ratings. Those class ratings are N, R, and P. Class N means not oil resistant, class R means resistant to oil, and class P means oil proof. Following the letter is the number rating. Respirators will also have one of three number class ratings. Those ratings are 95, 99, and 100. Class 95 filters out 95% of particles measuring 0.3 microns or larger in diameter. Class 99 filters out 99% of all particles measuring 0.3 microns or larger, and Class 100 filters out 99.7% of all particles measuring 0.3 microns or larger. A Class 100 filter is typically labeled as an HE or HEPA quality filter. It's also important to note that certain filters may be specifically designed for certain types of hazards, like specific chemicals. Now that we've covered the classifications, let's discuss the standards that go into those classifications. Alex, can you talk a bit about respirator standards?
1: Sure, John. So. OSHA will only allow respirators that have been approved by the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, or NIOSH, to be actually used in the workplace. If you're using a respirator to ensure your safety, whether you're at work or not, using a NIOSH approved respirator is always the safer solution. NIOSH approved respirators have been tested to ensure they function correctly and filter out the particles that they're required to, based on their class designation. Now that you know all the information you need to make the right respiratory protection decision, there is one last step. If you decide to go with a half mask or full face respirator, you will need to conduct a fit test to ensure that you're actually using it correctly. John, can you break down the steps that go into the actual fit test process?
0: Sure, Alex. So let's start with a broad overview of what a fit test actually is. It's a test that has been developed to test the seal of the respirator between the respirator itself and your face or neck. OSHA requires respirator fit tests for any worker who is required to use a tight-fitting respiratory mask. However, whether or not you're at work, if you want to make sure you're keeping yourself and those around you safe, a fit test is always a good idea. Facial hair, specifically beards, should be shaved prior to using a half mask or full face respirator. Unfortunately, your facial hair can weaken the quality of the seal, and render the respirator ineffective. It only takes about 15 to 20 minutes to complete a proper fit test, and they should be performed at least annually. After passing a fit test with the respirator, you must use the exact same make, model, style, and size of respirator while you're on the job. The fit test should not be confused with a user seal check. A user seal check is a quick check performed by the wearer each time the respirator is put on. That helps determine if the respirator is properly seated on your face or if it needs to be adjusted. OSHA actually approves two different types of fit tests, qualitative and quantitative. Alex, could you go over qualitative and quantitative fit testing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So qualitative fit testing is usually used for half-mask respirators and uses a simple pass-fail method to test the respirator. Keep in mind that this test does not actually measure anything, and it simply uses your senses to determine if the respirator fits properly. To perform the test, you need to use an irritant to determine if there are any leaks. There are four qualitative fit test methods accepted by OSHA. Those are isoamyl acetate, which smells like bananas, saccharin, uh, which leaves a sweet taste in your mouth, bitrex, which leaves a bitter taste in your mouth, and irritant smoke, which can cause coughing. Quantitative fit tests, on the other hand, use a machine to measure any leaks in the respirator. The respirators used during this type of fit testing will have a probe attached to the face piece and will be connected to the testing machine by a hose. There are three quantitative fit test methods that are accepted by OSHA. Generated aerosol, ambient aerosol, and controlled negative pressure. Quantitative fit testing can be used for any type of tight fitting respirator, but it's most commonly used with full faced respirator options. If you'll need to wear prescription glasses or personal protective equipment like safety goggles or earmuffs while performing the job and wearing respiratory protection, then you must wear those items during the fit test to be sure they don't interfere with the respirator's actual fit.
0: Exactly, Alex. And one more thing that we'd like to mention is if you're looking for a respirator to protect yourself from something on the job site or something not on the job site, it's important to note that you know the difference between a respirator that has certifications and a dust mask or some other thing that you can use to cover your face that may not actually filter out as much stuff as you think. Um, When we talk about filtering out particulates, we're talking about very, very, very small pieces of things that we can't even see with our own eyes, let alone block that with something that's not specifically designed to do that. That's why those 95, 99, and 100 designations are so important. They represent how effective that type of respirator is at filtering out those particles that are that small. I know we've spent quite a bit of time talking about respirators and how to properly protect yourself from airborne hazards, but we know we also might not have answered every question. If you're looking for more information related to respiratory protection or respirators, our gear experts are here to help in every way possible. We'll have links in our show notes to our free Respirator 101 downloadable poster, our Respirator 101 blog post, our N95 Respirator YouTube video, and some other helpful links to OSHA and NIOSH resources. You can find all of those resources at gearexperts.com episode 30. We'd also like to remind everyone that while this show is meant to be fun, entertaining, and informative, it is not intended to replace proper in-depth training. Manufacturer's instructions must also be followed and reviewed before any equipment is used, and proper training should be received before operating any equipment or before climbing. We'd like to hear from you about why you climb. Email us a voice message at gearup at gearexperts.com about why you climb and what climbing means to you for a chance to be featured on the show and win some swag, of course. We hope you had fun and found a lot of value in today's episode. You can find more information and in detailed show notes at gearexperts.com episode 30. Get social with us at Gearexperts Show, at GME Supply, and at COL Safety on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Gear Up with Gear Experts is available on all major podcast listening platforms. Hit that subscribe button if you're new to the show, we really appreciate it. And don't forget to tell your friends too. If you got a few extra seconds to drop a rating and review in Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing, that'd be awesome. Gear Up with Gear Experts is presented, produced, and edited by GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply. Your hosts are Alex Giddings and John Medina. And until next time, climb higher.